Amen. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Thank you guys for coming out and being with us in worship service today. I'm so happy to see everybody. We have some guests here today. Make sure you greet them and I'm just happy to be here. Um, it seems like y'all been preaching my sermon today. Um, <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus. And then uh, Miss uh, Lay Pastor Helen got up here and preached that prayer. Hallelujah. She preached the entire service. I guess I can go. Um, oh, okay. You guys can't hear a sermon. All right. Well, before we begin, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for the scriptures today. Thank you for the word today, Lord. Help us to move from where we are to where it is that you would have us be. Lord, give me the correct words, Lord. Help me to feed your sheep, your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Everything to God. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to start singing. <laughs> okay. So today the message is entitled Free. Tell your neighbor free. Tell your neighbor free. Amen. Have you ever been in a situation before where you did not feel so free, where the bottom fell out and life just unexpectedly happened? Yes. Any, anybody this week that's happened to the, oh, yes. Yeah, this is me included. Yes. Um, life happens sometimes, and sometimes life will knock the wind out of you, right? Uh, people start talking about you, okay? Uh, re- arguments in a relationship. Your children are acting up at home, in school, and in church. Amen. Um, uh, your health has an de- uh, unexpected decline. You unexpectedly lose somebody that you love that passes away. Your life expectations don't exactly go the way you think they're going to go. Um, You find stuff wrong in the new home that you bought. Amen. (laughs) Um, And sometimes you wonder, was it me or the the inspector? (laughs) You know, how could you have missed that? Um, You know, we wonder, what happened? Was it me or was it the other person? Sometimes it is us. Sometimes we have too much pride. Amen. Oh, amen. Um, Pride meaning that you are uh, overly self-sufficient, overly talk boasting about yourself, overly confident in your abilities. Um, Sometimes, but somebody tell your neighbor that pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before the fall. Amen. Um, Sometimes you work really hard to get to a certain goal, and for some reason you're still not happy when you get to where you were trying to get to. Um, sometimes we're just, uh, not, uh, happy or not content. Sometimes we're argumentative. Sometimes we like to start stuff. Oh, amen. (laughs) Sometimes we like to be argumentative. Sometimes it's not us. Sometimes it's the other person. Sometimes people are untrustworthy. I'm sure we've met a few unsavory, untrustworthy people in our lives, haven't we? Um, and sometimes we are doing the right thing. But the wrong thing still happens, and that's just life. We are tested. Um, in the scripture, there's a story about a man named Job. Job was described by God himself as a God-fearing, upright man. And he, God described Job to the enemy as God-fearing and upright. You know, God sees everything. You know, God sees you during the daytime and the nighttime. God knows your thoughts. So this man is a God-fearing, upright man, but then he still was tested 
Um, the enemy didn't like the fact that God had put a hedge of protection around him because he was doing the right thing. And the enemy um, said, God, in effect, you know, take that hedge of protection down. I bet you he won't serve you. And God allowed him to be tested. He lost his children. He lost his home. He lost his servants. He lost his flock. Mind you, Job was one of the richest men at his at the time. And his friends turned on him. He got sick from head to toe. He got boils, big boils. And his wife turned on him. And through all of that, God never cursed God. He also, um, he also even prayed for the friends that turned on him. So in the end, what happened? God rewarded him. He got back double for his trouble. God freed him from his afflictions. Amen. Somebody say free. Okay. Now, this week we are um, in our Bible study series, The Chosen, and we are looking at invitation. Okay. We are at uh, number seven. And there are different uh, invitations to follow God first through Moses and then through Christ. So there were plenty of things that went unexpected in these people's lives. Uh, Moses was the leader of the Israelites. So God called Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people go because they want to worship me out in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, no, but God rained down 10 plagues and then God allowed the Israelites to leave, did many miracles. They left slavery from the Egyptians, went to the wilderness. They're on their way to their promised land. Somebody say, but they started complaining. They became argumentative. They became uncontent. And sometimes we get like that sometimes, right? Um, these people were tired and hungry and angry, okay? Because they said, where's the food? What are we going to drink out here? Did you bring us out here to die? Um, you know, sometimes when you get tired and you're hungry, you can get hangry, you know. Hunger and anger don't mix well. But God did not like this because they were coming against Moses and actually coming against God himself. So what happened? God sent serpents. They, the serpents bit some of the Israelites and some of them died. Then the Israelites realized, oh, we have sinned. <laughs> um, Moses go to God and ask him to deliver us, free us from these serpents. And so Moses did. And God said to Moses, Make a bronze serpent or make a serpent and put it up on a pole. And when they look at it in faith and believe, they will be healed. Now, in our show, Joshua is against Moses for doing this because um, he said this is a pagan ritual. You know, pagans are basically those that don't worship God. He said, this is a pagan ritual. Why are we doing this? He said, I didn't make this up. God told me to do this. The only people that want to be sick are the people that don't want to believe. You don't have to be sick. So God gave an invitation for freedom from sickness. Somebody say free. Amen. The next one, Nicodemus in invitations, uh, was a Pharisee, uh, a Jewish religious leader. He met Jesus, and the people, of course, did not want to listen to Jesus's preaching because, you know, when you get to be in an upper status, there's a certain level of power you get. How many of you like to have that power, that status, or, you know, those followers and people that's liking you, right? So nobody wanted to listen to Jesus and what he was talking about, but Nicodemus listened, and Jesus said to Nicodemus here, follow me. Now, of course, Nicodemus was hesitant 
because he was afraid of what other people would think about him. You know, sometimes we're afraid to follow God because we're afraid of what people are going to think about us, right? Uh, we don't want to be known as the Jesus lover. Um, <laughs> we don't want to be known as the Bible toter, you know, especially not, you know, when you're younger. When you get a little bit older, a little bit seasoned sometimes, but sometimes even when you're a little bit older, you still don't want to, you want people to like you. And so you're not going to be liked sometimes, amen, amen. Sometimes you will not be liked when you are following Jesus Christ. But um, uh, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and he said, follow me. And he did. So Jesus offered freedom from the law and from the 613 statues. Now, how many of you all have ever uh, been able to keep the Ten Commandments? Nobody. Okay. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, <laughs> uh, somebody has coveted, somebody has stolen. Yes, here in the church. Somebody has lied. Somebody has talked about God, using that God's name in vain. All of that. Committed even adultery probably, right? Right? You don't have to raise your hand. So <laughs> we've all broken the Ten Commandments. And on top of that, they had 613 extra statutes, extra laws that they had to follow that is a very rigorous process. Amen? So Jesus was freedom from the law. Somebody say free. Okay. The next person we see in invitations is Matthew. Matthew was a rich tax collector. How many of y'all want to be rich? Amen. How many of you like money? Hallelujah. <laughs> Nicodemus was rich. He was living his best life. However, he was cheating people out of money as a tax collector. He was making money off of other people that he should not have been making, and his own family wanted to disown him. His mother didn't even want to be around him. He had a life of shame, but he said, well, you know, I'm living my best life out here. Why would I want to change? I'm rich, you know. Um, One day, Jesus came along and said, follow me, and he did, and Jesus offered him a life of freedom from a untrustworthy life, from a condemned life, from a, a guilty life. Somebody say free. So all of these invitations, my friends, are actually invitations of freedom. God offers us freedom. First, he, freedom was offered through Moses. Freedom is now being offered through Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, the Israelites were free from sickness to health. Nicodemus, a religious leader, was free from the popularity, the standards, um, freedom from the law. Um, He was free into spiritual knowledge, free to follow Jesus Christ. Um, And Matthew was free to live a guilt-free life. Not only that, he made an honest living. He became an apostle. He wrote one of the books of the Bible. He wrote a gospel. Amen. He became a saint in the Catholic Church. God changed his status. So how do we go from our lifestyle, where we are, to where it is that God actually wants us to be? Um, The answer is trust. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. How many of you have that testimony today that you can 
actually say, yes, I constantly at least try to submit all of my ways to God. Amen? I try to submit every single area of my life. You know, it's really sad because I've met people that say, God can't do everything for me. God cannot fulfill the desires of my heart. God cannot give me everything I want. And that's a really sad way to live because when you really get to know God in one area of your life, you can trust God in every other area of your life. Amen? Amen? You need to trust God. Life is a journey and life is a process. And the Apostle Paul, he encouraged believers to journey from what is seen to what is unseen, to from outward to inward realities, and from temporary struggles to eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. You know, it's really rewarding when you don't have to be like the crowd. When you don't have to be like everybody else, you can be free from people, free from what people think, free from the standards, and free to live in Christ. And that's what we read today in Romans. Um, For if we have been united with Christ in a death like his, we will certainly be united in a resurrection like his. Amen. How many of you want to be resurrected from some of the things that's holding you back in your life today? Hallelujah. Because everything that glitters ain't gold. Whatever everybody else is doing, it ain't all of that. It's not. True freedom comes from God. Amen. True freedom comes from living your life by Christ. And it says in verse 7, Romans chapter 6, for whoever has died is free from sin. Amen. Somebody say free. We know Christ. We know Christ being raised from the dead and we will never have to die again. Well, actually, we have to die daily. Sometimes we have to give up our carnal pleasures, our carnal wants, and our, our fleshly desires, um, some small things, eating too much, um, hanging out with the wrong people. Um, now, there's nothing wrong with being light and salt in the world, but you need to be light and salt in the world, amen? That's how people get to know Christ through us, all right? So, where was I? Okay, so trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The Old Testament we read today, um, it's believed that David was free from a serious illness. David shows his freedom from his sin, which was his pride. So David was very arrogant. God had exalted him and he said, I did all the work. I did all the glory. It was all me. It was all my hard work. How many of you have ever said that before? (laughs) But God, you know, God is good, and God did not like that. And he chose to take the glory instead of giving God the glory. God favored him, but God took that glory. Anybody ever been in that situation before? Where you were, when God did favor you, but then you just relied on your own pride and your own self-worth, and God said, okay, well, I'm going to just step back and let you do it then. That's a real sad place to be. But I tell you what, it's a really good place to be because you learn that you need God in everything. You learn to submit God in all of your ways. Um, So David was full of pride in his works instead of, of God's works. But God disciplined David, and then God eventually freed David 
from that discipline. How many of you have been disciplined by your parents before? And when you get off of punishment, it feels good to not be on punishment no more, right? <laughs> Amen. Um, sometimes the discipline is necessary because you want your child to grow up right. You want to make your child go on the right paths. And so that's how God is with us sometimes. David says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. It's not forever. The discipline does not last forever, but God wants you to learn something when you are being disciplined, when people are coming against you, when somebody does die unexpectedly, when we are feeling sad, when life does fall out. Amen? God wants us to go through that struggle with him. In the New Testament, again, it says we are free from sin. Amen? We are free from death, free from a spiritual death, free from the law. We have grace of God. God, we are forgiven because of Jesus Christ. Now, what does all of that mean? Well, it says we will be raised from the dead. We will be raised from the dead. Those of us that have, we have lost loved ones. We lost Karen Hall, but can I tell you, she is raised from the dead. Amen? She is raised from the dead, and she has won the crown of life. Hallelujah. And um, we will never have to die a death again. When we go through that death we get raised up with Christ. And I can tell you now, Karen is walking on streets of gold. She has a mansion in heaven. Hallelujah! 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 And the life we live after we go through that, we live it to God. So you must also consider yourself dead to your own ways, to your own sins. Come on. You don't have to tell everybody all your sins today, but you know what they are. Oh yeah, we know what our sins are, but we can, we can just die daily, put those things down every day, and we will be transformed, like late Pastor Helen said when she preached my sermon earlier. Hallelujah. We will be transformed in God. You know, I had talked with somebody yesterday, and she said, um, you know, she had heard, uh, about how to give her life to Christ, and there was the word control in there. Be controlled by Jesus Christ. She said, it's that control I don't like. It's the control. I said, well, just take the word control out. You know, because you're really just, it's not about control, it's about being free in God. It's about being directed by the Holy Spirit day by day by day. God is leading us. Now, sometimes we do have our sins, but God is going to ultimately complete the work in us. All we can do is step out in faith, and then we can watch God help us walk on water sometimes. Amen. So we have to start by walking in faith and not by sight. Somebody say, free! Somebody say free. Brought from death to life. Present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. That means your whole body. Amen. Your whole body, your eyes, your tongue, your thoughts, your desires. Give everything to God. Hallelujah. You are not under the law, but you are under grace. And we say thank you, Lord, for the grace that you have given us. Um, to live a life, to live a life by the Holy Spirit. You know, everybody didn't have the Holy Spirit at that time. But after Jesus went to heaven, God promised to leave us a comforter. And then we received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So that is how we get the Holy Spirit, by inviting Christ into our lives. You know, some of us think we have a lot to give up. Well, Pastor Antonio, I like to go out and do this. I like to hang out with these certain people. You know, I like to go out and do such and such X, Y, and Z. But what you have to gain is far more greater, 
far more lasting than an eternal way of glory. Um, I have to stop hanging out with some of my friends. You know, I just limit my time. Because the people that you hang around is the people you're going to become like. Um, uh, it, it's, the scripture says something about um, you walking with wise men, you will become wise. But if you're not walking with wise men, you won't become wise. You're going to become like the people you're hanging around. Hallelujah. You will. Um, some of us think it's a lot to give up, but we have far more to gain. Amen. A life of freedom. The Israelites, Nicodemus, Matthew, and David, they were all free. How, much you, how many of you want to be free today? How many of you want to be free today? Hallelujah. They died to themselves. They were free from sickness, free from pain, free from guilt. Hallelujah. They were free from condemnation of the law, and they were free into grace, free into health, free into an abundant life. Uh, we can't always do what is logical, but we do have to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to listen to that still, small voice. I know that some of you are being led by God today. How many of you hear God whisper to you sometimes? Oh, yes, that's the Holy Spirit. How many of you read your Bible and, you, and the Bible highlights and God wants you to read or follow that passage? Amen. How many of you have a little child that might say something that resonates in your spirit? God can use anybody, anything to direct you. You have to walk by the Holy Spirit because there's another scripture in our Bible study that says, uh, if we, the flesh is going to birth the flesh. If you're walking in fleshly ways and desires, all you're going to have is more fleshly desires. All you're going to do is grow the sin. But when you walk in the spirit, the spirit bursts the spirit. Amen. Stay around people. That's going to encourage your spirit. Amen. Walk around people that's going to keep you lifted up. There's nothing wrong with being encouraging to somebody else, but don't spend all your time with them. Amen. That's two different things. Hallelujah. You don't need to be everybody's friend. Amen. Encourage them. Say, I love you and I'm praying for you. Bye. (laughs) I'll catch you next time. Hallelujah. And sometimes we do rub off on other people. We do. The Holy Spirit, God will minister to them through you. And you won't even know about it until something later on down the road happens. Um, So everybody has died to themselves. And we can say we have died to ourselves too. And we have had a resurrected new life. We can say, yes, I went from death to life in this area. Yes, I submitted to God in this area. Now, start believing for this area and watch what God is going to do. Submit all your ways to him and he will make your path straight. Um, So Jesus said, like the serpent was on that pole, They looked up and they believed for healing. Jesus said, the son of man, talking about himself, will also be lifted up. And those that look at me will also be free. Amen. Take your neighbor. I'm free. I'm free. What has God done for you in your life? What has God done for you in your life? You are free. You are alive in Christ. Um, now, for those of you who don't know Christ, I don't know if you're online or if you're in the church today. A, admit you are a sinner. B, repent. C, believe that Jesus Christ died and was risen. And number four, through prayer, invite Christ in your life. 
we can see the works of the Holy Spirit in 2022. Amen. 2020 was actually the year that people began to look to God. Am I right? Um, when we're weak, then God is strong. You know, people were looking to God like no other. You know, thank God for the pandemic. No, it wasn't great, but there were some good things that God brought out of that pandemic. A lot of people turned their lives over to Christ that year. You know, that was, that was, that was a miracle. Sometimes we have to get the wind knocked out of us so that God can raise us up stronger. Sometimes God has to cut you back or put a cut in your life so that you can grow back and flourish stronger in Him. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Hallelujah. And you can't bear any fruit unless you are, are growing in Him. So you have to grow. Sometimes God will allow a cut whether you're doing wrong or whether you're doing right. Amen. You will experience a cut, but guess what? We have been united with him in a death like his, and we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we can look to God as we think about Easter that's coming up. We can think about Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection and what God has done for me in my personal life. How many of you want a resurrection in your life today? Hallelujah. How many need a resurrection in your life? today. Amen. Sometimes we think about control and what we're giving when we're giving our life to Christ. But like I said earlier, flesh bursts the flesh and spirit bursts spirit. Life will be a whole lot smoother. You know, follow Christ, like I said again, by following the still small voice, following the Holy Spirit. When you hear, listen for what God is saying to you. How many of you actually in the morning say, good morning, Lord, what's your plan for my life? How many of you actually do that? I suggest you begin if you haven't. Begin, begin, present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will no longer have dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace. How many of you want to be free today? Free today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you that we are free. Lord, we just say thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, today. Lord, we say thank you that we can come to you at communion today and remember everything that Christ has done for our life. And we just say thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to walk and be led by you, Lord. Help us to be led by the Holy Spirit, God. We say thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. You have a good plan for our lives, like a good plan to give us a hope and a future, Lord. So help us in our struggles today, Lord. Help us to give every single area of our lives to you and help us to not feel condemned because we are not perfect, Lord. We still got a lot of life to live, God. We just ask you while we're here, continue, Lord, to give us that grace, that peace, and that mercy. And we say thank you in advance, Lord, that you will complete the work in us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.